Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Episode 44, season two of the Manly Musings podcast. Holy shit. We are getting closer and closer to episode 100. And that's literally the week of we go to Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure if I did the math right, that is when we go to Pittsburgh. So that is going to be a hell of an episode. Um, but let's not get there yet. That's that's not where we're going to be. What's up, Merritt, I think you might be wrong. Hey, you think I'm wrong? Hold on. Wait, wait. All right. So. We're on 96. Yeah. Yep. 97, 98 is the 21st, 99, the week of 28th. Oh. We are one week, week behind. Ah, uh, yeah. son yeah. of a bitch. Well, but that's way. a good, that will be the topic of that week's episode. It's going to mm. be us going to the brawl. And we'll have last to have Mark year, on. Last oh, year, um, the backyard brawl episode part one was the week before and we didn't record because we were driving ah. <laughs> and then part two was the first we out here episode that's true that's oh very my true. gosh wow. can you believe that that is the first we out here episode yeah and i can't now wait we're on year. now we're on epi- like episode like 11 or 12 i think we're on uh like 15 yeah i was gonna out say here? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think wow. the liberty one was 15 yeah, because I haven't edited um, that one. Um, no, wait. Is that the, the one, one you did? Out? Yeah, you put uh, yeah, that one I, st- out. I knew I did that one. Okay, I was gonna. Well, I started to say that I hadn't finished it, but I was like, I didn't finish it. Uh, yeah, I believe that one was fifteen. Uh, two seconds, and I can check my thing. Um, um, it's a yawning. Holy shit! Oh my yawning! Don't do that now. Well. As everyone can hear, the 15. gang is yeah. all back together tonight for the first time in months. Um, you know, we've had Andrew and Kevin doing episode. It's been Kevin and myself with a bunch of guests almost all summer, which has been fantastic. I I, I love that. Um, but we haven't had all three of us on in forever, uh, mm-hmm. mainly for the fact that we've all been busy. Andrew's been working like 45 hours a week and failed yep. to go to, you know, Europe and all that. Czech Republic. Shit. Oh, so Andrew, next time, make sure your passport's good to go. Let's see. How it's... Yeah. Less Still trying to get my refund for that. So. Yeah. They'll, they'll give it to you like in five months. Yeah. Yeah. Right around Christmas. Right. Probably <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> hey. Hey, the perfect timing though. You're gonna need that money for Christmas shopping. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you have a a nephew coming, so you have plenty of money to spend on him. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> I'm so excited to have another person to buy gifts. Oh, he's small, so it doesn't count. It doesn't really That's cost true. much. Except That's I say that, and this motherfucker has more clothes than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> already, already, and Kevin hasn't even bought anything for him yet. I know. And this is Don't just... worry, it's coming. Oh, I know. Kevin's um, gonna get him dripped out, bro. Kevin's gonna get him oh, good stuff. We've already talked about. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get a, a tracksuit at Christmas, Kevin. Oh, I'm waiting for my tracksuit for Christmas, bro. I know. I really want. I really want to get. That's on such the, a good the, gift. The Ever since he told us about wagon. that, I was like, that's such a good gift. Right. The the the, the infamous Quaver tra- the yeah, tracksuit. Yeah, get the tracksuit th- for Quaver Christmas. All right, I think this is what needs to happen every year now is there needs to be tracksuits for every single person done. <laughs> and it can just and then, be like, one person will buy them for everyone else. Like, yeah, we'll rotate. Back and forth. We'll rotate. So I'll buy yeah. Kevin's, Kevin buy Andrew, Andrew buy mine. 
and we'll just rotate yeah. every year. I, I think <laughs> I like that tradition. I think that would be that sounds fantastic. like a good idea. I thought we were gonna do. Uh, I thought we last talked about that we would have done a like a buy you a, a jersey collection. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. I don't remember. All right. Well, when we get a little bit closer to the holiday season, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll discuss them and the we'll discuss this. And you know what? We can throw it out to our manly musings following and see yeah. what their thoughts are too on what we should do so guys when we get to like probably october think about it should we do jerseys should we do track shoots should we do sneakers should we do something crazy i don't even know what else and would um, it be like secret santa deal i don't know if that'll work because it's only i don't know if there's enough of us, of us. Yeah, it's not enough of us. And if there was more, yeah. if we had like a bigger group, then we'd be throwing like probably. Cyrus or something <laughs> like that. God. Don't throw his name in there. Now he's going to comment on this video. Be like, oh, I'm totally in. Cyrus already knows <laughs> what he wants for Christmas. I'm yes. sure. Yeah, yep. he probably does. Oh, All right. We're just going to definitely not a Duke that. jersey. Oh, God, no. We're going to get him a UNC jersey. <laughs> just for you, Cyrus. Um. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the weekly sports update. Um, probably the biggest thing in sports right now is the World Cup, as we've been talking for the past few weeks. We've had guests on to discuss this um, over time. But it's come to the time where the United States women have left the World Cup, and this is the earliest exit ever. They've usually made it, if they don't make it to the finals, they are in the third-place game. They didn't even make it to the round of, you know, the quarterfinals. So the final eight uh, teams. They lost in PKs to Sweden, 5-4. If you watched it like I did on Sunday morning, it was by a paper-thin margin. I kid you not, it was paper-thin on how close that goal was to going. That It went in. Um Crazy, I Kevin. I don't, I'm assuming you didn't watch it because you were working or you were still sleeping. Uh, no, I was. So I watched like the game. I got it to watch up to at least like the middle of the first half. Yeah, and then I had to go into work. But I got that notification to find out they lost. I was like, "Damn, that is heartbreaking." Because you're talking about the last World Cup for like such legends in people like Megan Rapino. And oh my gosh, what's her name? Alex Zach Morgan. Ertz's, Alex Morgan. Zach. Well, Zach Ertz's wife. What's her name? Julie Ertz. She Julie, said Julie, she's retired. Julie Ertz is her last one. So Kelly like, O'Hara. O'Hara, rather, she's going to be are gone. They, are they yep. definitely retiring, or They're is this all, just like perspective? That's perspective. Um. Well, the, by the next World Cup, Alex Morgan will be thirty-eight years old. Um. I know you love Rapino, Kevin, just because who she's married to and all of that. I hated that substitution of her going in for Alex Morgan in the second half. That was the worst substitution I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I was lie. surprised that they did it. They they wouldn't do somebody else I for her. I won't lie. She was abysmal. Pino, the yeah. whole World Cup was abysmal. And I and I say that as a fan. You know, she more than likely still can play at a competitive level. She can definitely beat the three of us for sure um, without even trying or breaking a sweat. But on that stage at that level, I watched those, the services of the ball, like for corners and free kicks. 
there was nothing on him. It was just straight shots. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm happy she's never going to play for us again. She should have retired with Carly a couple of years ago. We should have had somebody else that was younger step in and come on to the team. She was a face for a while, but it was a waste of a roster spot, in my opinion, to have her there. She didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, well, you know way more than me and Andrew combined. So yeah, if that's what it is. Game, so I remember after the last cup, there was a lot of like surprise that she hadn't retired. Yeah. Um, and that she was planning on and going to and did play this year. Um, but I did hear that it was it was very disappointing to watch the second half for sure. And I heard that it was heartbreaking in the end. It wasn't even the second half. Like they played and the goalie for Sweden had 11 saves. 11. That, that never happened. That usually doesn't happen. We shot the ball. I think we had over 20 shots, 11 of them on net. All were saved. We had plenty of opportunities. We just couldn't put it in the back of the net. Yeah. Even and, with the, when I was watching, literally, there were like at least three or four goal like shots, like right on goal, that we just either couldn't hit them or that just by the skill of the routine, the Swedish goalie was able to sit, get a hand on it. She played amazing. She was the player of the match, a hundred percent. And then, you know, you got to PKs, and all of a sudden, Sweden misses one, and you're going, "All right, all that we need to have happen is Rapino needs to score." That's it. We win. That's it. Up, oh, Rapino misses it. Okay. All right, that's fine. Sophia Smith comes up, misses it. You keep going and going, and then the worst one, and I feel bad for her because it's she came in at the end, and that's what she was going in for was Kelsey O'Hara, and she hits the. You mean Kelly the, O'Hara? Kelly, thank you. Yeah, Kelly O'Hara, and she hits the post. And then you have the Sweden Swedish goal. Um, but then this morning, if you watch the Nigerian-England game, there was the 10th game decided by PKs in World Cup history. Two of them have happened day one after each other, after another. Um, and England won that one. So I am pulling out my old England flag and waving it and saying, go England. <clears throat> Yay. I want them to win at this point. Um, so. There's been a lot of teams that were eliminated that were like projected to be really good. Um, four out of the top 10 teams in the world, your yeah. number one and number two were both eliminated. The United States and yeah. Germany were your number one and number two teams. Canada was seven and Brazil is 10. So yeah. I would now say England and Japan are your favorites to win the whole thing. Throw in the Netherlands too, because they play a very good style of soccer. Um, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm definitely watching it for sure. Um, Looks like tomorrow, Colombia and Jamaica play and yeah. France and um, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. Sorry. I hadn't loaded the rest of the page. No worries. France is the heavy favorite for that one. Um mm. I can't remember if they win, they'll play 
oh gosh, uh, Australia, who beat um, mm. Denmark today. Yeah, two nothing. That was a good game. Australia looks good. Um, but let's move on. Um, Kevin, the New York Liberty, they on a hot streak since we went to watch their game. This is the best record they've had ever. Um, can, can we just say the hot streaks because of you and I? Uh, I don't want to take credit because then we'll take the blame if we lose. <clears throat> so true, true. Let's just let it, let's just let it rock. Um, I think I'm super excited. If this is really what the Liberty are, if this is like full potential New York Liberty, I'm very excited. I would love for the Liberty to get a championship that I think that would just be huge for women's basketball in our area. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be huge for Stewie to bring one to her home state for Sabrina to, you know, start racking up her accolades. And we just, let's be real, the city of New York, what have they really had a chance to celebrate? The Knicks are just slowly starting to come out of the, the dumpster fire that they've been as an organization. They'll Brooklyn never Nets leave that. Are, well, it's, James Dolan just needs to fall in a grave. Uh, That would be probably the only what way what, that would oh, happen. shit. I forgot. I think I threw the sticky note out that said that, but it wasn't it if it's like James Dolan needs to die or sell the it's team. It's either James Dolan Dolan needs to either sell the team or die, and that'll be the next time the Knicks probably win a championship. That is the quote. Perfect. We need that on the t-shirt. Yes, absolutely. So that the Brooklyn Nets are an up and down roller coaster, but they're currently kind of in a rebuilding mode. The baseball teams of New York are absolutely an abomination right now. Especially and, those Nets. Nets. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and right now, football is exciting in the area. You, we have the Aaron Rodgers effect happening, and the Giants just came off of one of the best seasons they've had in the last couple of years. Yeah. So if the Liberty were to win, like they would be New York's team. And I think that would be outstanding. So fingers crossed. You know, we did take advantage of a of an Aces team that doesn't have Candace Parker right now. Uh, but the, the Aces are the Aces. They they crush people. So to see us giving it to them, it was awesome. Sabrina was lighting it up. She pretty much was just throwing it from half court and making it. So well, And then um, Asia Wilson was decked in the face by an elbow from, um, I can't remember the center for the Liberty. She like turned it got a technical foul, but it wasn't malicious. It was just a clear, you know, a clear out and just took her straight out. Well, that's good. Are we talking about John Quell Jones? I think so. Yes. Yeah. She's one of like the main, she's the one, like, the starters of the Liberty. Yeah. She was the start. She's the starting center. Yeah. I believe. Former number one pick. Yeah. Can't beat it. Um. Well, let's hope if, the Liberty are able to make it to the WNBA finals. Kevin, you and I will need to be going to one of those games. Um, they did sell out. Uh, yes. The other day's yesterday's game for the, Aces. Yeah. That, that was the first complete sellout of the season. I believe besides the earlier, earlier in the year when they played 
No, they've never ever opened really? the upper deck for the Liberty before. It was for that game they officially opened it up and they packed it out, which is the biggest crowd they've ever had. And uh, Stewie said in her, yeah, Stewie said in her post game conference, she's like, "You guys set the standard now. Like this is what we expect. You know, continue to pack the house. You know, but and and I, I think it goes in hand in hand. You continue to bring a great performance, the people are going to show." Mm-hmm. So if the Liberty can continue to keep playing the way they are, playing that team basketball, being on a roll with Stewie, Unescu, John Quell, Vandersloot, if they all just keep rocking out, I mean, the Liberty should be packing those games and Brooklyn's going to be thriving out there. So, but yeah, I think it's just all good things. The Liberty are successful right now. It's going to be big for the game in the area, and I'm excited to see where the season goes. I'm going to keep myself posted, keep watching, and let it rock. Oh, 100%. Definitely going to watch what they do over the next couple. What They've got about a month left, month and a half left of basketball to play for the regular season. So definitely interested to see what they do. But, Kevin, you already mentioned it. Football. It's back. Football is coming. It's a hundred percent back. We've got we it's back. We had our it's first preseason back. game last Thursday. I didn't watch any of it, but I, Andrew, I did. Andrew the whole game. So you guys can give us a quick synopsis on the Browns and the Jets. the green team. Yeah, whatever. I I they don't have a name. They suck. They're the Jets. Yeah, if you want to go, or have, you want me to go? Have a little bit of respect, Merritt. I, mean, I can't. I can't. What do they, you, I'm about to disrespect the Jets. Oh, 100%. That's Let's okay. Disrespect but, all um, over the place for him. Go ahead, Andrew. You first. As a fan of another AFC East team, I will give the Jets their props. The division is really tough. Um, however, they looked like babies out there. Zach Wilson was abysmal. That was terrible. I don't, I have no idea how you are in the position of I have to perform well or I'm going to lose my job that you are in as a professional athlete and you're fumbling the ball on the snap in a preseason game. Like you haven't played football in months and like you're you're showing why you deserve to be on this team that drafted you really high in draft. And you're, you just look bad. Um, However, it's preseason. Um, And there was some good stuff from the Jets receivers. And they had a few running backs that did like surprisingly well, who I had never heard of. Um, Their O-line did not look very good. I'm not going to lie. And I was mostly focused on the Jets because I my team has to play them. And I don't think I have to play the Browns this year. Um, but that was my thoughts. It was also a while ago. So, I mean, for me, it's what I expected out of that game. It's preseason. They're trying, yeah. still trying to feel it out. But Zach Wilson sucks. I'm just going to say that it. was so bad. Zach Wilson sucks. He's Honestly, so bad at if I'm a Jets fan, I am praying to God that Aaron Rodgers can be like the Aaron Rodgers and not have to worry about 
having to put Zach Wilson in unless we have to do a quarterback kneel or something. Because if they're going to have to rely yeah. on him as the backup, the Jets are going to be. Just fan, I don't ever want to see him on the field. Like ever. He sucks. He's he's real bad. Like Mary, I don't terrible. Like I don't think you you you're understanding this. He's so bad. Well, I kind of know that for the past what two three years <laughs> playing him as with you know being a Patriot fan and watching him play and just laughing yeah. every time he touches the ball. It's why it do you have a be, whisk? Because <laughs> I have a bunch. I'm a cook. I have a bunch of kitchen stuff on my desk. I'm sorry. Let um, him. My let room him is a do his thing. Let I just, him whisk um, it up. I was, he had I was a whisk. whisk as to not hold the knives to get demonetized. Yeah, don't do that. Please don't don't hold knives on. Exactly. Whisk it up. Yeah, you can whisk it up. Yeah, besides with the whisk. <laughs> besides the interjection of Nathan Peterman, it might have been <laughs> the worst half of football I've ever watched a quarterback play. And Nathan Peterman was the quarterback of my team. And he threw five interceptions. He threw six in the game. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Raiders. Oh, wow. I'm still upset about that game. Well, anyway, it was really bad football. Like, it it was like, you would have thought he played on, like, U15 teams. Like, it was, (laughs) he was getting trampled. Like he was trying to like do Patrick Mahomes stuff and like run out of the pocket and stuff, and he was just getting wiped. It was not good. Well, yeah, the Patriots play on Thursday. They are on on um, NFL Network, so I get to actually watch it. Though I'll be in Vermont, so I'll get to watch it no matter what. So, mm-hmm. you know, be pretty cool to see them play against the Houston Texans, and no one care about the game because. Yeah. Be ridiculously stupid to watch anyway. Um, when are we going to do the NFL episode? It's a really fast interjection, but like soon Don't we could probably do that next week if anyone's available. I'm always available. I mean, I'm not a lot of the time, but I'm I can be available. Okay, we will figure this out after said podcast. Cool. Sorry. How's that? Sorry about that, folks. It's okay. It's fine. All right. Not much going on sports wise at West Virginia these days. It's a little quiet. Everyone's which back. is good. Which, as as Kevin and I have mentioned in the past couple episodes, quiet, especially around the football team and basketball team, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple updates that I like to share. Um, first with football, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving to go to the SEC next year going into 2024 West Virginia will be the most winning football program in the big 12. Amazing. With 774 wins, which ties them at 15th overall, which, and that's between all division one schools and that's uh bull subdivision, not championship sub subdivision. So um, yeah, I didn't know we were that high. Up on the list. Um, yeah, that's so, a, that was pretty cool. Congratulations to us. Um, One thing to talk about football, though, Merritt, if you've been noticing and I've seen you've been liking the same posts, uh, they've been doing a lot of hype videos and mm-hmm. pump-up videos throughout the summer. Uh, so, for example, they the one they just did today 
they had some country artist, forgive me, I forgot his name, but he, they had him talk to the team and yeah, pretty much giving was... him the rah-rah speech of that, like, you know, nobody believes in you except for the people that are in this room and you would have a chance to make this year very, very special. And, you know, it's, oh, sorry about that because my air conditioning is like freaking out. So if you saw that flash, that's just my AC. But I think it's really interesting because a lot of people, including some in this Zoom room, don't believe that West Virginia is going to do anything this year. They think it's probably going to finish last. And, hey, honestly, there's a good possibility that we might. Who are you talking but, about? I don't know who you're talking about whatsoever. I I don't know. We'll find out later. But with that being said, we were projected to to finish last. Mm-hmm. Except for, I guess, apparently there was a changeup where they changed it to Houston instead of us. But still, we're projected to finish at the bottom. At the bottom. So I look at it as with a half-glass-full mentality. There really is nowhere else to go but up. I don't think we can fall any farther. So that's exciting. I'm curious to see what happens. Hell, I might look at look back at this video and say, damn, we were wrong. But hey. <laughs> I uh, can look back at the videos around. and say, shit, I was really wrong. I mean, Merritt, we've mm-hmm. we've both been as per some of the reels. Um I was going to interject about the country singer they had on today. That the idea was what he was talking about was like he performed at some show or festival in Kentucky the year before. Yeah, and they put him on at two twenty in the afternoon, and there was mm-hmm. acts that followed him. That, in his opinion, and and from the sounds of it, other people's opinion, because this guy is now a touring country artist across the country, um, that shouldn't have been there. They should have he his t- band should have been in the later sp- slots to get a bigger audience. Yeah. So anytime he's on tour, they just say two twenty. Like, look, we deserve this. Two twenty, a- and the biggest the message that he had was, "This is your Christmas gift." Uh, or it came early. You're fourteen. Number fourteen. Let that sink in. You're going to be number fourteen. Use it. Use it every day. So I really do hope this team can rally around that and be like, look, we, we're not the worst team. Let's prove these people wrong. Um, they need to have a literally a picture in their locker room with the standings plopped up right somewhere that they can see it. They just need a they big can look 14, at it every day. A big 14 somewhere. They don't even need the standings. Just put a number 14. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, but again, it's – Really tough slate to start your season with, but we'll see. <laughs> Going to Happy Valley is not not a not an not easy, ideal, not but, ideal or easy hey, thing to do. Think crazier things have happened. Yep, but basketball wise, still nothing much. <laughs> Very quiet. I like it, especially basketball. Basketball being quiet right now is a good thing. That means there's no bad news. There's no good news. That's just. No news. Um, the only update that I saw was Jesse Edwards is playing for the Netherlands and over overseas and had a friendly against Israel. And uh, our basketball coach was actually surprised. I mean, 
saw him over there and saw, watched him play, which was pretty cool. So yeah, shout out to Josh Island for traveling. They did a little segment on like Twitter and Instagram to show like his travel journey. But you know, that's really cool that he went out to support him. That's a big thing, you know. So when your players are playing for the national team, he's first year as a head coach or well interim head coach, but like first year, you know, be able to go do something like that to support one of his players. I think it's incredible. Um, I'm pretty sure they're still looking for another big man or two to add to our team. We'll see what happens with that there. There's really not much on the market. So I think right now it's just let the team start to develop, gain chemistry with each other during the offseason, have that team bonding, and then hopefully during the year, you know, we'll, we can see something special. But, again, we'll no news is good news, y'all. And they got a they're trying to get recruits for next year, which is good. I'm I'm excited to see that. They're they're actually trying to go after kids. Um though I did see that they're going after the number one recruit, I think for 20, 25. 25. Yes. If Something... we could somehow in the ethers wish upon a star that that happens. Yeah, I think his I'm... name is what Cooper Leg. Cooper Leg from my from Maine. He is the best player in the country. I don't know if you guys have watched any of his games or any of his film. This kid unreal. He beat uh, I'm pretty sure he beat uh LeBron James team with Maine prep or whatever his team is from Maine. Yeah, so. I mean we've been we're recruiting him, and I know that we've been recruiting his brother. That's, like, also really good. So, Oh, I didn't know he had, he had a brother, too. Yeah, he has a brother. Oh, Gotta boy. Go after both, so well, hopefully. time will tell. All right, well, let's move on. Kevin, oh. Kev, I, we all really want to know what shirt you're wearing. If And everyone on the YouTube, watching it on YouTube, you'll see it, but... Kevin, you got to describe this shirt. This thing is fucking awesome. Um, so I'm wearing my treat to myself after working a thousand hours yesterday. I'm wearing a Metallica tour shirt. So Metallica, they had their first stop on their world tour uh, last Friday and yesterday. So this shirt has a friggin' dragon and it has liquid death on it. A great water because what it does it murders your thirst. So I've never had it. It's mountain water. Neither and they I. have the and they have the sparkling version too. So if you like sparkling water, it's a good time. And it murders your thirst. As you can see, it murders what whoever those I don't know who those guys are, but I'm assuming they're part of the band. Yeah, those but, those are just some of the guys from the band. Yeah, they mur they murder your thirst. And I thought this shirt was really cool. So I bought it because I thought after working the amount of hours I did. Yesterday, I deserved it, so I, I did a quick switch up from wearing one of my jerseys, um, and yeah, that's what we got. Uh, Merritt, what does your hat say? Uh, so it's L-I-F-B. Uh, so it is, it's Long Island Farm Brewery. Uh, it's a local Long. brewery here in Long Island, not too far from me. Um, they have, it's called Water Drinker Farms. Um is right next door to them and they brew um beers directly from the crops that they grow there and of course outsourced material from long island very good 
brewery, small, but really good beers. They always have a food truck there. So uh, typically I try to go there once a month with the wifey uh, and, and enjoy a nice little brewski every now and then with that over there. So thought I'd give that a shout out and uh, wear the hat today. Um, Andrew, what do you got? You got anything? You I got a Nike skateboard shirt that I bought yesterday. It's really Love nice. It. And I actually got a new hat. Oh, like okay. Lost you buying a new go. hat? Yeah. Was the West Virginia one a little little dirty? Uh, well, I have the West Virginia one. And I have... Wait, that's a work hat. Um, okay. okay, so I was wearing the West Virginia hat for like a long time. And then I got a Boston... I went to a Red Sox game um, the hey, day what? after Merritt went. Yeah. And... Bought a Red Sox hat, and I've been wearing that for a while. And that one was actually looking pretty worn out because it's summertime and blue fades. Um, so I got a new one, but I'm gonna wear the West Virginia hat when we go down to West Virginia. Yeah, me too. I will. Have, well, I, you know what? I have my alumni hat, but I feel like I'm just probably gonna end up buying like a, oh. a ridiculous hat, like we did last time. I'm buying. I feel like I gotta I get buy, me the the gymnastics. I might buy a basketball hat. I'm definitely Ooh. buying a a hat, maybe a jersey, maybe a shirt. I don't. Even, I have no idea. Sure. But we're. I need I'm, one that isn't bright yellow. Uh, well, you have to wear bright yellow. No, I'm going to bring the one that is bright yellow that I have. Right. But I want to wear one. I want to have oh, yeah, one yeah. to bring home bright. that isn't bright yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want one of the navy that. ones. Yes. So we have to wear yellow in our sections that we're sitting in. Yeah, we're in the gold yeah. section. So I'm are we are we gold? Are you also gold, Merritt? Yeah. It's, um, even numbers on the bottom are gold and odd numbers are blue. Gotta love it. Cool. But I'll double check and confirm. I go um, buy a yellow hat. Ooh, there you go. I'm not gonna buy a yellow hat. I have a yellow hat. I might wear the yellow hoodie with the white jersey that you guys got me last year. You Probably might, hot as fuck. Yeah, you might die. It would be so hot. You that. I got really warm last year and put the hoodie on. So maybe I'll just bring it with me. I know. We'll oh figure boy. something out. It's... But yeah, it's still the middle of September. That's still tan still, weather. Yeah, that's true. Still, yeah, still middle of September. Morgantown. Andrew, no offense. I don't think you're going to need be, that. I, I wasn't in West Virginia last year. So I really don't know. We were in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you don't and know. It's not you're... that far. Oh, so it's but different it get because sort of chilly. you're not on the river. Exactly. Yeah. We're in the middle. So it's of... probably just going to be hot as fuck. It's going to be a yellow it, shirt. It's <laughs> going to be hot as fuck. And I got to find, I'll be, I'll find one of my yellow shirts or knowing me, I'm I was going to end up buying one. I wish <laughs> yeah. I still had my Casey Mitchell yellow jersey that I bought when I first went down to West Virginia when I was transferring. But I got like paint or something on it, so I threw. I think I just got rid of it like years ago, and I was literally going looking at my closet. And go, I wish I had that. That'd be fantastic to wear right now. Like perfect. Like it would be amazing. And and Andrew, and they don't come out with them anymore. This was the old school one, Kevin, where it was like the blue and white stripe down the side and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missed that one. Whoops. All right, so. Should we talk about the meat of this episode? Maybe. Yeah. All right. So as everyone is well aware, there is a lot of changes going on in college athletics. 
uh, with conference realignment. Uh, most notably, uh, Oregon and Washington going to the Big Ten. Uh, and I think I sent you guys the picture of Bleacher Report and their reports three or four yeah. hours apart. One saying Oregon and Washington most likely staying. Oregon and Washington leaving for the Big Ten. Um, things changed very, very quickly. So, oh, yeah. of course, that happened. Um, it literally, the news broke right after you and I spoke basically with Maya last week, Kevin. I, I think the next day is when literally it the next day was all of a sudden all over the news. Um, I, I would say big win for both those schools to go to a, a larger conference that will pay them more money. Um, and then in the fallout of that, and I think this is stuff we, anyone from the big 12 or you know school a fan of any of the schools in big 12 knew this was going to happen eventually um with colorado coming over but arizona state university of arizona and university of utah have all joined the big 12 starting next year in 2024 that leaves the pac-12 with four teams stanford cal oregon state and washington state yeah, and um, Cal and Stanford are talking about leaving to go to the ACC. I saw that. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> it could just be Washington versus Oregon, oh, Washington State versus Oregon State. Well, apparently, I saw that the rumor was potentially that they could go join the Mountain West. Oh, you heard they the Mountain a, West? Do a merger. With yeah, them. they would merge those two conferences with the remaining four okay. schools and throw them in. Because the Mountain West only has, I think, 12 teams. In it, twelve universities. Um, let's see. Correct me. Mountain West uh, has twelve teams: Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, Fresno State, Hawaii, Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State, San Juan, San Jose State, UNLV, Utah, and Wyoming. Utah State and Wyoming. That's a very sad conference. Yeah, it's pathetic. (laughs) It's, very, it's, it's literally the little brothers and little sisters of every conference. of all the other schools we've already yeah. mentioned. Um, Yikes! And why? Yeah, that's I would. <laughs> I won't. I mean, lie. that's fun. That's a fun. That's a fun road game. Go to Hawaii. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> would it be a fun road game? That's a fucking long. Ass I mean, it's a fun road game. If it's go, a weekend game, if it's a Tuesday night basketball game, it might suck. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. No, thank you for basketball. Purposes. Especially if you're at like if you're at Colorado State and have to fly all the Wyoming. Way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. No, you know what I think it would take a suck bus is... for three hours to get to the airport. Oh my god! What what I think would suck is like how are like the pe- the football team's gonna get to Hawaii? Like, call like mm. a school like what? Who else is Oregon State? They probably have like a huge truck. You're gonna have to water that truck all the way down to freaking Hawaii for a, a, a yep. road game. Ship, ship the truck down. Yeah, because normally those trucks would just drive cross country instead yep. of you know to get to their school. But man, can you imagine how much money they'd have to pay to just fly out all their stuff to Hawaii? That's probably gonna that's crazy. be an arm and a leg. Just throw it on a, a you know. 757 and get it down there yeah and then so what are your thoughts i want to get you guys thoughts on 
one Oregon and Washington joining U, U, USC and UCLA and, and going to the Big uh, Big Ten starting next year. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, I think it was obvious. The Big Ten knew what they were doing when they were going after those schools. You now have a a Big Ten school in pretty much every time zone. Um, if you think about cable <clears throat> networks, yeah. if you think about cable networks, you know, a lot of those cable programs, they will come with a, the Big Ten network, uh, part of the rights deals. So the fact that pretty much anywhere around the country – whether you're here in New Jersey, now Alderman, California, you're going to get exposure to the Big Ten some way, somehow, because somebody's going to be close by that you could play. Um, I think it's just going to be very, very interesting to see how they split up the conferences and how they and how they play out. Because uh, I think if I remember the Big Ten, I, I keep hearing they're going to kind of do it similar to what the SEC does while they're playing their entire division, and then every year they rotate the other division one or two games. Yeah. Uh, so, and I just also think about, well, scheduling standpoint, what does that affect? You know, you have a conference. How big is the Big Ten now? Is that 20? The Big Ten is... 20. Yeah. No, it'll be 18. 18? 18. 18. Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. Iowa State, Oregon, Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, UCLA, USC, Washington, Wisconsin. So 18. So now you're talking split that into groups of nine. That's uh eight games of Big your Ten schedule. East, Big Ten West. Yep. Eight eight games of your schedule. What what do you have? Maybe two more non-conference games in my right merit? Two more non-conference have, games. Yeah, you get two well, non conference. Yeah. You'd two have... non-conference and one from the other side. Yeah, and then that's your 12 games. So then how are you yeah. going to schedule? How do you schedule? Are you going to really risk scheduling a power, well, not five anymore, but power three or four conference now? You're going to Or do you just, or are you just going to get the, the random, you know, community college school that you beat up by 80 and give them a 500 grand so you can tune them up? Because think, you can't do the scheduling like how our school was doing it, where you get a Penn State, you get a Pittsburgh, and then, you know, a gimme game. Because now you have the risk of going one and two, and then before your tough conference play. So I'm yeah. like, I, I, it just, I don't, I don't know. I, and that's, and I feel like I've always wanted like the conferences to be a little more competitive, but like at the same time, I understand that they, you need to win games in this world if you're trying to get to the national championship. That's what matters. Yeah, and I think what you'll see is all of a sudden. Let me just look at this map real quick because this will help me visualize everything a little bit more. Fucking Christ, the map is small. Why? Why is it small? <laughs> Why is it small? Um. All right, but let's touch on that, Kevin. You, you make a, a very good point of you know, how are you going to split this up? All right, well, UCLA, Oregon, USC, Washington. There's your West. They have to they're gonna have to play each other. It's easy travel between all of them. They're used to the travel. All right, so there's four out of your nine for the western side. How how do you split up the other ones? Because Minnesota, 
Well, you have Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Iowa, Nebraska. Here's and then the, you pick from but, Illinois or, or Northwestern. Purdue. Illinois and Northwestern yeah, are in the exact same state. They're both in Illinois. So you have to pick between one of those two. Because you know that Michigan and Ohio State run that conference. They're not going to give up playing each other. And they're not going to give up. Michigan's not going to give up playing Michigan State. You can't. Now, hold on. Now, now, would they, though? No. Think about it. I don't I think. Mean, but still, like, think about the dynamics. They, if they're, if they're trying to get to a national championship, the, these rivalries of, you know, old school rivalries, you know, matching up, that shit's over right now. Like, we're ending it, all of these, in my it opinion. Only, it only ends if you're not in state rivalry. Like, Auburn and Alabama play every year. That's never going to change. That won't change. The Iron Bowl is never going to go away. Those two schools will never allow that to happen. I don't think Michigan, who is one of the perennial programs of college football, is going to allow for them to lose their in-state rival because if then they if say say they do and they already play in different sides of the conference technically right now mm-hmm. with the what the 14 teams or whatever they have 12 teams that they have they already play on other sides of the conference but they still play each other every year now they're going to make sure that that doesn't change. You know, it's going to be interesting. I agree with you, Kevin, though. A lot of these big rivalries that we're so used to will have to be altered in some degree. This doesn't This doesn't happen until 2024 either. Right. It happens next so year. So more stuff could happen. Like this year, the Big Ten will still be 14 teams. Right. Yeah. Every The only uni- – only, um, one that changes this year is the Big 12. Yeah, Big 12 picks up um, Oklahoma, Texas. Well, no, Big 12 right. picked up they... Cincinnati, BYU, oh, UCF, yeah, and, Houston, yeah. and Houston. And then they'll yeah. lose and... Texas and Oklahoma next year. Next year, yeah, because they were supposed to join. They tried to do an early buyout yeah. this year so they could join the SEC this year, but that the Big 12. Yeah, it was originally planned finger. for 2025. They had to move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just feel that in order for this to work to be fair, I think you, they're just going to be an alter. Maybe those in state rivalries, they mix it up every other year. That's just, could. I think that's the only way it's going to work. They but, could, but also, I look at the aspect. So, if you go through the the cap the calendar, so pretty much if you were to say just fantasy book with me here, you would t- if you were to take away UCLA from like USC or Michigan from Michigan State, then that's you take away the teams a team's one easiest travel day. So it's yeah. like you kind of to your point to just backtrack, they kind of have a ch- no choice but to keep some of the rivalries, but. At the end of the day, like, how do you make the schedule fair? So I look at it this Isn't... way. Go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Before I keep no, going. No, I'm sorry. I thought you were coming to an end. You keep going. I'm so sorry. I'm just very no, – I'm right. just intrigued. 
Because think about this. Very passionate about this. Think about like Oregon for a second. So they lose their Oregon State. Let's they let yeah they lost Oregon State. But I'm thinking think about the travel. Say one year they got to do at Nebraska, at Minnesota, at Iowa, and then at Rutgers if as their one other team from the other side. Like, think about the mileage they're going to have to, like, travel. So how are you going to break that up? Like, that's what I'm kind of trying to, like, wrap my head around. Because if you look on – I'm looking at this one map where it shows, like, all teams. You have that clusterfuck of everybody that's so close together. <laughs> like – They're all, I like, just, here. Yeah. And now they're here. Yeah. Still here, but yeah. here. So it's just like we're everywhere now. What how do you make it fair for those other teams when it comes to like I feel like you gotta give each of those teams like kind of the rack up the miles of to see how close that you can get. I don't know. Like that's what I'm gonna I'm really curious about because and where's that be, money to fly around, you know? Well, it's the money too, but also how are you going to enforce certain teams to make sure that they've traveled as much too? So like, say like you split it up, like we just said, where Northwestern goes to the West side, right. And and that's your Western conference teams. And your other side, they're Michigan, Ohio state. They ain't going anywhere. They're staying in the little, little bubble that they're used to. And they might go over to Oregon that year. They might go to USC, whatever. Yeah. But now you're going to sit there and say, well, USC, UCLA, Oregon, you know, Washington, they got it. They're traveling here. It's a logistics nightmare. And I want to touch on before we talk about the Big 12, I want to touch on because you mentioned it, Kevin, the travel. I want to talk about what the Missouri football coach mentioned in his press conference just the other day about the realignment so basically he came out and i you know i'll pull up the quote i i know i sent it to you guys so let me read it uh give me one second i will find it that's not the right we have too many all right it's loading thank you all right so the missouri head football coach uh eli drinkwitz I like that last name. That's a that's a baller yeah. ass name, Drinkwitz. Yeah, I feel like he'd be he a fun guy to drink a beer with. AP. Yeah, I think. Yeah. All right. So, did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? We're talking about a football decision, but what about softball and baseball who have to travel cross country? Do we know what the number one symptom or cause of mental health is? It's a lack of rest and sleep. Traveling in those baseball, softball games, they travel commercial. They get done playing at four. They get, they got to go to the airport. They got to come back. It's three or four in the morning. They got to go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? I don't worry about the game, all about the game. The game is going to be strong. Football is going to be fine. But did we consider the people that are in, that we are entrusted with? Did we consider the student athlete? I love that quote. He also, he has a great quote as well. It's on the same topic. It's basically like the, he watched like the, 
the transfer portal close and it's like the adults get yes. to continue to get to move stuff around however they want. Yeah. Like the, 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 the students, kids, the kids borders off, but now the adults get to do whatever they want. The adults get to make the a great decision. way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, everything revolves around one thing in college athletics football because it's the biggest mm-hmm. money maker i think kevin and i have heard this argument countless times in doc joan classes that hey you know what football makes the money football makes the decision but i agree with you know eli drinkwitz we do you consider the other student athletes that are involved in this decision? Because it's not just softball. UCLA has a phenomenal gymnastics program. Now, are they going to have to go to a different conference? Cause I don't, you know, big 12, big 10 does have gymnastics, but not every school has that. It's like when West Virginia went to the big 12, they don't have men's soccer. So we had to go to a different conference. Mm-hmm. Did we consider the fact that you're creating a month, you're creating monster conferences for a specific uh, sport, but what about this, the Olympic sport, the quote unquote Olympic sports or the sports that don't generate as much revenue? What happens to them? Do we lose one? Do they fall off? Do they have to go to a different conference just so it makes their lives and travel easier? Or did they have to be subjugated to, you know, Oregon? And Kevin, this is a great example. We'll use Maya. She's got to now travel to Michigan. She got to travel to Rutgers. And she's going to be on a plane from, you know, Beaverton, Oregon, and flying three hours ahead, leaving at eleven o'clock at night, her time, Maybe. and landing. In Rutgers, say at like seven a.m. our time. Yes, maybe if you're thinking probably what major city for Oregon was PDX. Yeah, you got to yes. fly to Newark if you're coming to Jersey. Find Detroit yep. for Michigan. It, I it's mean, just... now you're 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 literally going time zone for time zone. Like that affects the student athlete extremely difficult. And so affects... I like think of it on us. If we travel across time zones, we're wiped. And we're not doing anything. These guys are now expected to go play a sport. Yeah, and I'll still also be obligated for their academics. So basically, to answer the Missouri coach question, no, they did not consider the student athlete. And I, I mean, so what does that mean? So is some of that money going to go ahead and help the student athlete, you know, get through this? Are you going to hire more sports psychologists to help them? Are you going to hire more tutors to make sure they get their work done? Are you going to have hire these people to travel with? So, that, you know, whether it's like think about like maybe let's say, you know, like if when they're doing their conference, are you going to have these people coming around as a part of the staff to make sure you're handling the logistics properly and the poor logistics person, whoever's going to be in charge of the operations of some of these schools. Like, can you imagine your UCLA, your USC and the first couple of games, you got to go to Northwestern. You got to go to Ohio state. You got to go to Maryland. 
for first couple of games, it's like, sheesh. You know, it's it's I'm really interested on what they do. We're not experts here, people, but I don't well, know. It's it's very interesting. And then didn't he come out and say uh, it added to his quote of basically now we expect these kids to go get NIL money, too. Yeah. yeah. Like. Now people, yeah, it, the bigger schools like Oregon, what? you know, Washington, USC, UCLA, it's not hard for these kids to go get the NIL money that they, they want. As long as they find it the way that they they prefer to do it. Like Maya was telling us last week, if I like it, then maybe. But not going after it as, as much as some of the other ones. You know, student athletes that we've all seen in social media. But like now they have to go do this on their own with no one to guide them. You know, you just toss them to the wind. So there's no consideration on what they should do. Um, and it's sad. I, I, It hurts. I think it's going to hurt all sports besides your power sport of football. I, I think that's the only sport that really thrives. Like basketball, watching a West Virginia basketball game, and they don't, they only have to go one time zone. Actually, do they have to go two? I no, they only have to go one. Um, but it still affects them. Still playing an extra, getting on a plane, flying. It, it still affects your team. You know, different so, climates they're traveling to. Yeah, it, it all matters. It's, different altitude for sure. Oh yeah, as you spread mm-hmm. across the country, your altitude changes. That's a huge indicator on or effector on performance. You could you could have this would be a good one. You know, you could have a number one, let's just say Michigan's the number one basketball team in the country this year. Somehow they make it that high, right? And they have to go out to USC and play USC at home. What are they leaving? Are they leaving three days before the game? Or are they gonna schedule it so that they are playing in Washington, in Oregon, in at US, US, UCLA, and then at USC. Like, if not, then are they coming home? Like, this is just a nightmare that we're creating mm-hmm. for more of this. And if you guys aren't watching YouTube, I'm making the money, rubbing my fingers together like it's money. It's all for stacks. It is. It definitely is. But let's talk about the three. We already talked about Colorado. You know, we know they're coming. But let's talk about the three new teams. They are coming. Before we transfer to specific, I have a question. Sure. Um, So, as you both know, for a long time now, I don't know how long because I'm not a huge college football fan, but college football – I'm 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 learning for sure. You're doing uh, great. College football is dictated by a group of people that say these are the top teams, and only four of them get to play in the playoffs. Well, it'll right? be twelve like the, soon. The, yeah, well, that's the, I'm getting to that. But for recent, as of the last significant time, only four make the playoffs. Correct. Now they're moving to a twelve-team bracket style playoffs which makes so much more sense to me but i don't know i don't run college football anyway 
is it possible that conference realignment is happening because this change is happening? Because now if you lose two games, three games, and you're in the top 10, but you're not in the top four, you're not going to move to a more difficult conference with the risk of losing more games. But now with it being a 12, I think it's 12, 12 team bracket playoffs, it benefits you to risk more losses to win bigger games. Because you guys were talking about, like, if you split the conferences up, you're now going to be playing powerhouse team after powerhouse team. Even if you lose four of those games and you're still ranked in the top 10, you're going to make the playoffs now. Well, you wouldn't be ranked in the top 10. If you, you lost, wouldn't if be you, on thing? No. If you have four losses, uh, unless, like, every team in the country at that point is losing four games. Well, if every team is playing the best team in every team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, my just like seeing two different things and trying no, to connect I, I them, think... or is there something to this? Yeah, okay, I'll no, let you take no, this one. You know, go, go no, yo, you're definitely onto something because I looked also. I'll, you know, we're talking about realignment. I take into into the consideration of Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC. So your thought process there matches that climax of that of that of what you're saying because. For years and years and years, it has been Oklahoma and Texas going back and forth, winning the Big 12. And they, I think they've thought about that, like, unless for them to take that next step, they're going to need to probably play harder people to get more respect instead of just owning one conference. So your mm-hmm. thought process 100% makes sense there. Um, and it's going to be interesting because if you look at the recent history of, like, the college football playoff, what conference has been extremely dominant? The SEC. Just be just knowing that you're winning there has way more weight than if you're winning in the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Big Twelve. You you win in the SEC, that's pretty much your. It's like you're it's winning. Deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. So they're willing to. Maybe you might get a couple more losses each year, but if you get those into wins. That's gonna stack that stack you up a little bit higher. So It'll stack your resume better. I just think there's gonna be certain teams that are always gonna be dominant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, your top, let's just say your top four teams this upcoming year: Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. They're always gonna be powerhouse schools. So you're gonna look at them as your model of what you want to be as um, and say like Michigan loses Ohio state and loses to Michigan state. I, I think certain wins and certain losses carry more weight on the final yeah. decision. So yes, you know, they could go to their conference championship game and lose and they could still make the 12 team playoff, but Say Baylor wins the Big 12. Well, Baylor should get a slot then. You know, at this point, we're going to have four power conferences. That's it. And then you yeah, got so some the mediocre conferences. So our conference leaders. Whoever wins the conference, it's based off of after that, 
strength of schedule and how you finished in your strength of schedule to be ranked. Yeah. So if you lose your conference championship game, you lose out on a bye in the first round of those playoffs. And then you have to do play-in games. You're playing extra games. So you are right in your thinking, Andrew, that certain wins and losses will carry more of a weight to what that'll entail at the end of the year. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but let's talk about ASU, U of A, and Utah joining the Big 12. Um, this has been a report since like four months ago that this was going to happen since, you know, we stole a couple other teams from that area that weren't part of the Pac-12, but the rumors started flying all over the place. So what are your thoughts on this one? Um ASU, oh, ASU, U of A, I mean, Utah. I, it's, a re, it's a reactionary move to Oregon and Washington leaving. Those schools did not want to be left behind in the dust, which I don't blame them, and they needed to capitalize. So Big 12 swooped in pretty much. If you look at what the Big 12 now has, you pretty much have all of like the Midwest, Southwest area. And pretty much up to (laughs) up to you. You have like the southwest with the tip of the bottom south to like Appalachia. So it's we're kind of intersecting through all conferences. (laughs) And we have the of course we have the entire state of Texas with the exception of Texas Texas. and Texas A and M. So um, I just again. The, the travel is just going to be so interesting to see how this works out. Just think, you're going to have WVU going to BYU, which I think is going to be hilarious. And then going to Arizona. <laughs> Arizona going to UCF. Uh, Cincinnati to Houston. Oh, wait, they do that already. I mean, Cincinnati to Baylor. BYU comes to West Virginia this year. That's we go, be we go to do. UCF. That's going to be so funny. The Mormons come when into the drunk hole. I, I would so go to BYU when West Virginia plays there. That would be so funny to get trashed in the I middle of Mormon you, country. Andrew, I can give you the tickets. <laughs> you just have to get there. I can't get there, I don't think. <laughs> Not <Okay>. by myself. <laughs> Andrew, we can go together. There you Me go. and Kevin. We can go party in Utah. Wait, That's what fun. is it? What is that game anyway? Uh, let me look it up. Wait, BYU is in Morgantown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's year. in it's in Morgantown this, this year. year. But I'm saying it would be funny to go when they go to when um W oh, goes to oh when they go to Provo, Utah. Oh, Andrew, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go because they I might get I might. <laughs> yeah, so true. they play in Morgantown yeah, November fourth. In Morgantown, November fourth. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, that's crazy. That'd be lit. That'd be fucking unreal. I just That's picture such like a strange institution, BYU. I don't even want to talk about that. And then I go. That'll be a whole nother episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then UCF, I think it's cool to be able to go to Florida again. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're recruiting we some of our best players down in Florida. Mm-hmm. 
I have a, a buddy that uh, used to work for me. He's a UCF alum, and he wanted to get onto the podcast and talk about his UCF. So that could be an option one day. But we'll see like how our season is going first. Because if we're shitty, if we're I losing, know I... I know he's not allowed on. Yeah, that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> if we are losing horribly, no, 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 no one's allowed on to talk about football at that point. Um. I won't lie. I'm more excited about ASU joining and Utah. Honestly, Utah is actually a very good team. So very that good. Utah's pretty good. That yeah. brings some prowess for us there too, of getting them in. Um, I'm just excited about ASU because I have friends that went to ASU. I worked at ASU. Um, and I know so whenever we're out here, ASU coming it at uh, some point, some point, I, you know, you don't it, this is the hardest part like we, we were talking about with the Big 10 is how are we going to split this up mm. how do you especially the Big 12 yeah, like how do you divide the Big 12 the right? Big 12 is going to be like split like a, a river cutting like it's just going to be very weird how they yep. split that up um but we'll have 18 teams next year they're going to rebrand no do any of the conferences rebrand now that they're like huge and massive? Like the Big the Ten SEC, is like twice. The SEC, the SEC doesn't, have, SEC to doesn't have to change. ACC doesn't no. have to change. No. Um, Big Twelve and the Big Ten, the Pac Twelve, the Pac Four. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But maybe the Pac Two. <laughs> no, it's going to be the Pacific Mountain West. Yeah. Yeah. BMW. I, I think you're going to see. The problem is with the rebranding is like. How how many times are you going to rebrand? How many times are you going to keep changing? How many teams are in your conference? Because like at one point, I think at one point we're going to get to a point where it's just going to say, you know what, screw this. This is too much on the student athletes, too much on the school, the budget, all this stuff. We need to do east, south, north, west. Four conferences. Four conferences. And you split up that way, and then you can split them up. You can do subdivisions within that. Would you do like? I mean, we're almost there, guys. We are. West Virginia, US, UCF, and Houston. Well, no, I'm saying like you're gonna get rid of the ACC. You're gonna get rid. You're gonna Uh, get rid of all the conferences that we currently have. Completely restructure. Basically, the Carolinas, West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland. Rutgers, all those schools will all fall on the East. Really? West Virginia would fall on the East just because of how it lands. And it would make geographical sense. And then the North is Ohio State, Michigan, your current Big Big Ten schools. The South is Big 12 and SEC. Your West is Pac-12 and some of your Mount West, but also some, probably some of your other schools that we're not even talking about, like, like that are in now there. big 12 schools with like yeah. Arizona and stuff. So you're going to have that. I think that's what could potentially happen in the distant future. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see where this all, this all takes us in the next few years. So this is such a time to be alive. If, you watch college sports. It's just 
nothing that we're used to and completely brand new. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think of it like it's, oh, this is, it's not a big deal, but it really is going to be a huge deal at the end of the day. Yeah. It, um, oh, I wanted to ask you guys this. I believe it's the SEC um, produced this thing because we were talking about scheduling earlier. Um, they produced this thing where basically every team, they made like groups of three, like of regionally close slash rivalry teams that will like play each other every year. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like so the specific two teams always play each other. Yeah, like Alabama yeah. Auburn always play each yeah, other. Yeah, and it's like there's like a like a they were calling it like on uh, uh, here wait, I found it. Um never mind, I cannot find it quick enough. If you find it before we stop recording, let us know. Okay. Yeah. And you can put that in the what we missed section. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So with more of the conference re- realignment, apparently the rumors are running rampant that West Virginia will leave the Big 12 too. Where do those ones come out of? I saw it on a couple of different, like, you know, the Sports Illustrated, West Virginia's, some of the other West Virginia um, rumor mills out there that potentially ACC, if they come calling, that they would West Virginia would, a lot easier. would seriously consider leaving. Um, problem is, is all the money that we get from the Big Twelve is nothing. You know, the ACC doesn't isn't able to offer. That much. That's why so many schools want to leave the ACC at this point because the contract they signed with the ESPN is just god awful for them. Yeah, I mean, it would logistically make sense if they're just thinking that it's just too much to do. Mm-hmm. But what I think, if you're gonna move to the ACC, they can't move there alone. Like I would say. You got to pretty much, if you're going to do like a super ACC, you pretty much take that whole Atlantic coast. So think about they have everybody from, you know, all the way up to like, you know, who's up there? Boston College. Take it all the way down to Florida State. And I think you try to steal like UCF, maybe UCF, USF. Yeah, that could be an option. Like that whole southern, that whole coastal area. Uh, I would, I would say you got to try to probably maybe try Maryland and Rutgers, so you get them to take up the rest of the, the, the get the the markets right. So, it had. I I don't think I would if I'm West Virginia. West Virginia, I would go leaving for the ACC alone. There's got to be other people coming with me. I agree. Well, that's all I got for conference realignment because we could just talk about this for hours and beat a dead horse over it. Um, so, Andrew, did we miss I anything? All right, perfect. We did because here's, here's what we got. All right, the SEC football schedule for 2024. 
they have gotten rid of conferencing and divisions. Oh, so it's just a free-for-all? Uh, each of the new schools receives a marquee home game against a recent national champion. Texan, Texas will host Georgia. Oklahoma will, cho- will host Alabama. Oklahoma will also host Tennessee while going to Auburn, LSU, Old Miss, and Missouri, and Florida. The SEC has decided its opponents based off two primary factors, traditional opponents and balance of overall schedule strength. So each... Each team has been assigned a few like big games and then a few like not big games. Um, it's a stopgap eight game schedule. The SEC is debating whether to go to nine, but the conference for this year will keep rivalries intact, such as Texas, Texas AM, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU. And they wouldn't be annual games in the eight-game format, but are on the 24, 20, 2024 schedule. So there's no, in the SEC, there's no sort of like SEC East and SEC West. Hmm. Interesting. Super so interesting. I was, I brought it up because earlier I was thinking, do you think the Big Ten or the Big 12 could do something like this because they spread so far? Or because they're spread so far, they'll have to divide. And I mean, you make a good point there. Yeah. Because if you do it, that format that you're saying, that gives everybody a chance to kind of do a little bit of the traveling. Yeah. It spreads the traveling out as opposed to letting somebody like Kansas stay within 50 miles of Kansas. Yep. And not having to play like WU or US UCF or. Yeah, Arizona. That's true. It also helps teams out like Arizona or UCF or WU who aren't near other other places teams because mm-hmm. everybody's traveling. Um, but I know a lot of people are annoyed by this because I guess like some of like the really important rivalries to some schools aren't happening. But I don't really know college football rivalries that started between two grandpappies who fought in the woods. Um, I imagine that's how all Southern football conference rivalry starts, but I don't really know. Well, let's put it this um, way. As long as you have Alabama playing Auburn, you have Florida playing LSU, Ole Miss playing Mississippi State. They play Florida. And, Ole Miss is playing Mississippi State, yep. And Oklahoma playing Texas. Then, honestly... It's not a big – that's – those are your yeah, biggest rivalries it. that sit there right now. I don't know who yeah. Georgia's would be because they – I think they play Georgia Tech. As Georgia's not rival. playing Georgia Tech this year. Yeah. They're but, playing Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, Old Miss, Texas. Yeah, but that's that's the big – that's SEC schools. That's ACC, Ge- yeah. Georgia Tech's ACC. That's their – yeah, their ACC. So this is just their conference opponents. But right. – um, I'm not sure this article I'm looking at doesn't indicate how many, like how they're, how they would incorporate out of. Yeah, they need to find four games. more games. Yeah. And I imagine college for Georgia, one of them will be Georgia's Georgia tech. And one of them will be, you know, a D2 school from the middle of nowhere. Two, <laughs> Two of them will be some wash up <laughs> team. And then 
And then they'll so play awesome. like um, with the Brigham Sycamore or whatever that co- that like fake high school. They'll play them. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Do you see Netflix is making a documentary about that? They're called yeah, they PSI. That's gonna be crazy. I'm excited for those Netflix documentaries. Uh, yeah. I watched I'm excited. one today. I watched. I've been watching the quarterback one. That I was really the, good. I watched the one about Jake Paul today. That was good. Oh, I've heard that is good. How was it? Good. Very good. Very very good. Highly recommend it. Um. All right. So I do have trivia for Hold you. Hold on. There's stuff that that oh, also I, miss. I okay. Well, Andrew usually tells us. So what, what else do we miss, Kevin? What else do we miss, Kevin? Well, it just came in like while we were talking, it well a couple hours ago, according to the voice of Morgantown, great source out here. Gordon G will step down as president of WVU in June of twenty twenty five to become Why a faculty member at the law school. All right, I'm looking this up. It's what it's what I got according to the X verse because RIP to Twitter. And also, might I add, off topic, wasn't oh, it? Oh shit! Anybody else laugh? No, it's it's real because it it's even on West Virginia News. Yeah, did is it just me that did or was anybody else weirded out when you went to go look on Twitter and realized it was a, just a, a black and white X? Yeah, I don't love it. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter in a few days, so just... I've seen a lot of stuff about how like the X is like the dead Twitter eyes. Mm, okay. And hold on, I got one other thing too. Mine's still a birdie. So no, mine's not. Mine's a black the app too changed. Like all of a sudden, like I woke up one morning and it was no longer Twitter. Well, he's also being sued for that too. So one other thing, a little fun fact. Yeah, the the sign. So according to our good old sport management brother, good old Nick Arthur, the last time WVU football was ranked was December 2nd, 2018, Mm -hmm. which is 1,709 days. This is the longest period of time WVU has gone unranked since a stretch from 1958 to 1969. Last time WVU went this long unranked, Picasso was still alive. We're talking pre-Watergate and pre-Moon Landing. There wasn't an interstate connecting Morgantown and Charleston yet. Yeah, we haven't. This We've never been ranked under Neil Brown. Neil Brown going to Neil Brown. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Sad day. All right, do you want your trivia? Sure. All right, so we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast tonight that West Virginia's fifth, 15th, sorry, 15th all-time with 774 victories in college football. Can you name me the winningest, the most winningest FBS and FCS football programs of all time? I don't know any FCS teams. Yes, you do. There's some in your in the local area of Massachusetts and Connecticut. Oh, there you um, go. that's your hint. <laughs> um, I 
I don't know. Most winning FBS. Mm -hmm. Gotta be well. It's not like one of the old teams because all the old teams are bad now. Like, How, what do you qualify as old? Because a lot of like some of these programs Princeton. have been around for years. <laughs> Princeton. Yes. Princeton is an FCS, <laughs> so you're fine. Okay. Uh, they're um, FCS. Okay, are all the Ivies FCS? Yes, because they're a conference. Um, what about I have a guess? Okay. How about like Michigan? What Michigan, about like Yale? You both have got it. Michigan is the yeah, most true. the winningest FBS program. Let's go. And <laughs> Yale is the the winningest FCS program. There we of go. All time. One for one. There we oh go, Kevin. We got I that. Love like, it. Ooh, that was nice great. Job. That might have been that might have been the best trivia answering we've ever done. See, oh, that was so freaking good. <laughs> yeah. I was oh thinking about God. it. I was like, what teams have been around for a while but are still good? And I thought of Michigan. I thought of Ohio State, but I was like, nah, probably not. I feel like Ohio they're State's, good, but not um, quite I think good number enough. two. Oh. I believe that. I believe that. I was so close to guessing the number two, but I'm so glad I guessed the right one. Crushing it out here. Absolutely crushing yeah. it. That was right, Kevin. That was we that was, we were that was it. That was it. All right. So if you just look at FBS programs, your top 10 are Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas, Oklahoma, Penn State, Nebraska, Georgia, USC. Go Trojans. Mm-hmm. Fight on. Go Trojans. And then so give the man his Heisman back, please. And then Tennessee, LSU, Preach. Auburn, Clemson, West Virginia round out your top 15. Let's go, Dub D, baby. I'm surprised Clemson's so low, but I guess they are more new in the sense of being a crazy good school. Yeah. They have 789 wins. Um, Michigan has 989. Okay, so we're like talking hundreds here. Mm -hmm. It's a big, very big gap. Yeah. Um, What is the FCS ranking? Um, How many wins does Yale have? So the top five for FCS... Yale, Harvard, Penn, Princeton, and then North Dakota State. Lit. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's a crazy top five. Yale has 929 victories. Harvard has 893. Wow. Do you guys know my school doesn't even have a college football team? Yeah. Yes. It's not that it's just D3. It just doesn't exist. There is no football team. You guys are undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we never have lost the game. They say Clark Clark Cougars undefeated. No, no. <laughs> the <laughs> team's never lost. <laughs> hey, we have a basketball team. We keep winning the New Mac Conference, but we keep losing to MIT in the. Um, I don't even know what you call you final. So a bunch of smart people. Yeah. Oh boy. We smack them up in the regular season, but then lose them in the playoffs. I don't know what it's about. Mm. But That's the Harvard bad. kids still come. And they say at the hotel, uh, so when I work in Worcester, the restaurant is in the hotel. The Harvard basketball team stays at the hotel, and they come to Worcester like a good amount, and they're huge. I can only imagine. Yeah, like, I've been to basketball games. Like, I've seen people. But for some reason in my brain, the Harvard basketball team was not going to be a bunch of seven-foot-plus dudes. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. And they are. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. 
All right, Kev. Is it my get, time? Get us out of here, bro. Run around. All right. You were so quiet for so long. I'm like, oh my god, is somebody <laughs> supposed to speak? Um, but yeah, <laughs> it is outro time. Uh, we have the whole gang here. It has been so long. Um, but this is what we got. So first off, if you are watching this on the YouTube, please make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you leave some comments like our guy Cyrus does. Uh, and that is at the Manly Musings Podcast. Enjoy our We Out Here series in which, Andrew, I still have to send you my stuff for the one that's coming up that I did a couple yeah. weeks back. So we'll talk about that off air. But yeah, check out those We Out Here series. Yeah, Let sure. us know if you enjoy them. Then, if you want to go ahead and listen to us without seeing our faces, you can go ahead and listen to us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Amazon Play. The Instagram. We are very happening on the Instagram. If you want to follow us, you can follow the producer at amelville56. You can follow Merritt at Merritt underscore P. You can follow me at kquava624. And of course, don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at the Manly Musings Pod. And once again, enjoy. Hopefully, you enjoyed episode 96 overall. And four more to 100, guys. Yeah. So, you guys have a good one. Enjoy your week. And we'll see you soon. Peace, y'all.